In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. Before today's interview, I want to let you know that this month, New Growth Press is releasing two gospel-centered storybooks for kids. One, by Marty Machowski, is called God Made Boys and Girls, and the other is about going through suffering called The Moon is Always Round by Jonathan Gibson. I hope these books equip and encourage you and your family. You can pick up a copy and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Dr. Todd Miles. Todd is professor of theology at Western Seminary in Portland, Oregon. Todd also serves as an elder at his church, Hinson Memorial Baptist Church there in Portland. He's also an author. He's written a book about the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. It's called A God of Many Understandings. But most recently, he's written a super helpful book, which we'll talk about more in just a minute. It's called Superheroes Can't Save You. Epic Examples of Historic Heresies. If you wonder what's all that about, hang on a minute because we're going to talk about it. Todd is married to Camille and they have six children and I'm just thrilled that he's back on the podcast with us. Welcome back, Todd. It's very good to be here. Thanks. Oh, absolutely. So what passage do you have for us today? I would like to look at Mark chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. And so uh, this comes context-wise. This is that great story where Jesus is teaching in Capernaum and it's like standing room only for his teaching. It's not even standing room only, right? There's People are trying to get in and they can't. There's no room. Yeah, there's absolutely no room. And so some clever friends of an individual who's in great need of seeing Jesus because he's paralyzed, they, they go up on the roof and they tunnel through the roof to lower their, uh, their hurting friend down, down to Jesus. And uh, it's, it's magnificently written by Mark. And, and this kind of comes at the end of it where Jesus, as the paralytic, is, is lowered down. Well, you can just sense the tension. You know, you're wondering, what is Jesus going to say? And, and of course, Jesus doesn't disappoint, right? He, he, said, he tells the man, your sins are forgiven. And there's a huge gasp, hmm. huge gasp that comes out. You know, the, the scribes are there because, and, and they say, why does he speak like this? He's blaspheming, right? Because the only one who can forgive sin is, is God. And, and so they understand what Jesus is actually saying yeah. here. And Jesus effectively uh, tells them, okay, I, I know that talk is cheap, right? I <laughs> suppose anyone could just say something like that. So that's our verse now at this point here. He says in verse 9, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he told the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And, and of course, of course, the man does that. And it's, 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 I think, one of the strongest arguments in the Gospels for the, the deity of Jesus. Uh, because he, he has basically said here, okay, so like I said, talk is cheap. So which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven. That's easy to say. Because no one can see it. Yeah, because no one can actually see that. It's actually a really big thing, but one that is very difficult to prove. So, so let me say this other thing, which is easy to prove. 
right? right. You either obey by getting up and walking. I, I actually heal you through my words or not. And if I can do that harder thing to say, but actually easier thing to do, then that proves that I can do the, the, the much easier thing to say, but harder thing to do. And, and that's exactly what happens. The, the man gets up and walks. And uh, Jesus saw this as his evidence that he, uh, that, that he wasn't blaspheming when he forgave that person's sins. I mean, you know, there, there's, there's only so many people that are offended by any one of our sins, but God is always offended. Right, isn't that what David said in Psalm 51, against you and you only I have sinned? And yeah. when we know about David's sin, he was sinning against everybody practically. Oh, I know. It would take like whiteboard after whiteboard to list all of the people that David actually sinned against. And of course, when David say, says that, he's, he's not denying that he has, a, he has sinned against these other people. Right. It, it's, it's kind of a hyperbolic way of saying, compared to the, and, and we would say the horrible sin that he did against these people, yep. it doesn't compare at all to, to what we do every time we sin to God. Uh, he, is, he is offended by our sins because we have violated who he is. Every sin is first and foremost a sin against God. And so we can forgive the sins of those committed against us, but Jesus has the authority and the right to forgive all sins even those that aren't obviously against that man from Galilee. So, and that says about him that he is no ordinary man. That is that is exactly right. That's exactly right. And uh, which is probably what everyone in attendance there thought, hmm. uh, right? This is the most remarkable man that we have ever seen. He might even have some powers that are given by God, but but no one is like him. I'm sure that's why the, the scribes were there. And and so, you know, like if you want to to, to come up with an illustration for this, th- this idea that Jesus is just the most remarkable man with no real power, it's illustrated by Batman, right? Huh. Uh, Batman is, is, is a very popular superhero, but... He has no superpowers. That's true. Right? He's, he's got he's got a utility belt. He's got a ton of money. He was trained by ninjas. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> he's got a lot going for him, but but no superpowers. You know, he can't change into anything. He's not from another planet. He is probably the most remarkable human being in all of the comic book world. And and unfortunately, a lot of people think Jesus is the same way. He's just the most remarkable human who ever lived. And th- that just won't work. It won't work. It didn't work for Jesus. So it's not an option on the table, biblically, that this no. is just kind of the best of us here. Yeah. But if someone believed that, if someone thought, you know, Jesus, yeah, he was an amazing teacher, the most remarkable human being ever. What would the Bible say is wrong with that? How would we answer someone who would say something like that? Yeah. Well, I think this story is a good response to that. And it also shows just why it's so important that Jesus be fully divine, uh, is that everyone there thought that Jesus was maybe the most remarkable person that had, you know, crossed the radar screen, at least recently for them. And so he, he was like, must see entertainment, if nothing else. <laughs> True. Let's go check this guy out. Uh, and there's this big buzz about Jesus. But, but Jesus is, is not just doing parlor tricks to wow and amaze people. That he comes as the full son of David, son of God, right? simultaneously fully human, fully divine. And one of the things uh, that, that he says, it's, it's my prerogative, which is only a divine prerogative, is to forgive sin. And so when you have been forgiven by Jesus, you have been absolutely forgiven by God. 
and and it's not a delegated authority it's his by by divine right by by nature of who he is if jesus is not fully divine then then in a very real way we are still in our trespasses and sins no matter how remarkable a human we think jesus is you you walk you walk around today and uh, smack talking jesus is not really acceptable right mm-hmm. uh, talking bad about the church and about christians oh yeah i mean that you almost have to do that to be cool in the eyes of the world mm-hmm. but to say bad things about jesus is not uh, really a- a- accepted but a lot of people that we run into especially in the world today They'll just say Jesus was, yeah, he was probably the most kind person who ever lived. Jesus was the most uh, most gentle. He was probably the wisest. Maybe he had the best relationship with God ever. You know, he's got this nice God connection. But Jesus, as we see in this passage, was not content to stay there in people's minds because that's not who he actually was. And so that takes my mind to that quote by C.S. Lewis, which I know has had some pushback against it, but I think largely it covers so much real estate. Mm -hmm. It says, I'm paraphrasing here, Lewis, but something to the effect of either Jesus is a liar in that he said he was all these things, but he wasn't, or he was a crazy man on the Mm -hmm. level of uh, poached egg. You know, he's just out of his mind or he's Lord. Yep. And there really is no other option. Yeah. And, and it's interesting here that, that Jesus Jesus does a miracle to back up what he said. And the, the fact that Jesus did miracles is, is no proof positive that he was divine. Because right. lots of people throughout the Bible did miracles who were not divine. But Jesus is wandering around making claims about himself that only God ought to be able to make. That is, I have the authority to forgive sins. And then he does a miracle to back it up which shows, would God have actually done a miracle through just a human being who was running around claiming to be God? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, right? Uh, and, and so when Jesus says, I am God, I am forgiving sins, and then he does something that is awesome and, and, and is truly miraculous, we can only come to one conclusion, that Jesus does have the authority to forgive sins because he is God in the flesh. This is a great reminder for us today. So thank you for pointing to these verses in Mark 2. Would you mind closing our time in a word of prayer? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Father, we, we are so grateful that, that, that you sent your son, who is fully, completely divine, uh, equal in every way to you and to the Spirit. Uh, we are grateful uh, that you sent him to be fully human uh, as well. And uh, that all that he does for us brings the totality of who he is as a human and as uh, the divine son of God. Uh, We are indeed blessed, uh, those of us who who have believed on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and we are grateful. It, It is in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.